0: I am Joel McLeod and I'm Roland Tanner and welcome to another episode of the -er. 905er. Today we have a couple of follow-up stories that we want to bring to you and just uh, some stories we've been keeping our our eyes on. Uh, Roland why don't you kick us off?
1: Oh yeah I mean just so just following up on our Tuesday episode with with, uh, Laura Babcock about um, LRT and almost while we were doing the interview uh, the News was uh, coming in about Bob Bretina uh, the MP for uh, Stony Creek, uh, saying that he won't run um, for uh, Liberals again and he will stand down whenever the next election comes, uh, because he can't defend, in his words, the uh, the LRT proposal. Um, in the wake of that, and when we commented on Tuesday a little bit about why we thought the motivations for that might be. Um, John Iverson in the National Post has taken a, a very national post stance that you know this shows that the Liberals don't even listen to their own MPs, are um, you know, out of touch with with you know the party in Hamilton, um, blah 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 blah, um, and I know my take on this is that, that John Iverson hasn't got a clue about uh, uh, what's going on in Hamilton. And certainly, that those parts of Hamilton um, which uh, I would say represent the future uh, for any political party that wants to to um, win office, um, and and you know, we Bob Patino has been a backbencher. I think what this really speaks to is Bob Bertina being sick of being a backbencher um, and maybe seeing an opportunity to uh, get back into municipal politics, where he can be the big I am and the boss, and get a bit more TV coverage. Um, I think it's very disappointing. I think we have this. Uh, uh, Hamilton has been unfortunate again, as we kind of mentioned on Tuesday, to have this, these uh, um, nominally progressive politicians um, who are very anti things that are kind of universally, um, universally accepted by, by by most progressive parties now, and for some reason Hamilton can't get the things that other cities have that are successful in those other cities. Um, you know, Bob Rutino is one, Vito Scroo is another one. Um, it, it, you know, there, I mean I mentioned actually on Tuesday that there's there has certainly been a divide in the Liberal Party in Hamilton between a kind of pro and anti-LRT side. Um, and if you want to look provincially, you can see what a great success that's been for the um, for the Liberals in Hamilton, because they don't exist anymore as a force in their city. Um this, these guys need to need to move on. I think, and John Iverson needs to to learn about who actually is the uh, MP in Hamilton who has a has a ministry, uh, and who actually is uh, in touch with with the needs of the city.
0: Well, I mean that's just that's just it. I mean John Iverson is writing about about Otto, sorry about Hamilton from the uh, from the the confines of cushy old o- Ottawa, and. I mean, I, I read it, and I was just saying, this is out of touch with what's happening on the ground. This this debate isn't a, uh, a you know, out of left field, and it's not a political, you know, uh, gimme. This has been a debate that's been going on for, you know, we I think we discussed it on, on Tuesday, but 12 years now, this debate has been going on and off in Hamilton. It has been thoroughly de- debated and divided on. We we You know where people stand on it, and it's pretty much divided, along as you said, uh, the suburbs versus the, the downtown, uh, you know, the, 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 the hardworking people in downtown Hamilton that need a, a decent, reliable public transit. Um, we mentioned on, uh, on, on Tuesday, you know, you had, uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, Mississauga, Ottawa, uh, all having LRT systems in their, uh, in their, in their cities. We know that the hundreds of cities in, uh, in Europe and around the world, have some kind of LRT system in their downtown cores to to shuttle people around. It's just kind of a modern feature of a 21st century city, a a, a progressive, modern, technologically advanced city. Without preaching to, to to the choir,
1: I know many of our listeners may already know these facts. Um, but you know the reason why uh, a a hard uh, you know, metal track is more advantageous than, than rubber tires. You think, like, really, what's the difference? Why do we need to put these tracks down? It's because it carries more people, um, because we are basically talking about light rail, not not a streetcar, um, And it literally is then exempt from the vagaries of, uh, of, of local government changing bus routes uh, on the whim of short-term reasons. Exactly. A business can look at it and say, this LRT is going to be there for 50 years, a hundred years. Uh, we can invest on that basis in this area. We know we are going to get people coming here. The
0: real, the real estate around those areas, it's, it goes up. It, where they're talking about putting down the, tr- the track is along Barton Street, which needs a huge shot in the arm economically in that area. If you know anything about Hamilton, you know what I'm talking about. This, this neighborhood needs it to have Bob Bertina essentially take his hissy fit and I, I'm going to take my ball and go home. So be it. I mean, that's, that's that's his prerogative. That's his decision. I will keep in mind, though, he's not resigning now. He didn't. He didn't storm into Justin Trudeau's office, throw his resignation letter at him, and say, "You know, you can take this job and shove it, Justin. I'm out of here." No, he he's still collecting a six figure uh, salary from the, from us, from the taxpayer, uh, to hang out in Ottawa and essentially be kind of a, a lame duck um, MP. I mean, a, you know. Who, who cares what he has to say now? Cause he's not running the next election. He's, he's going to sit there and collect a, collect a nice little salary from us, the tax taxpayer. Meanwhile, probably come down every now and again to, uh, to Hamilton to powwow and yeah, press the flesh and do, and do the, uh, the prep work for possibly a mayoral run all on the taxpayer dime. Um, and then try to undermine this LRT pro project. It's, it's kind of an underhanded, and if I should be so bold, and quite frankly, like John Iverson should should breathe the tea leaves. It, it's not. I know John Iverson is not the most Trudeau-friendly columnist. I mean, who who in the National Post uh, editorial and opinion board is? But it shouldn't surprise somebody that the Trudeau government wanted to invest in this. If Catherine McKenna is has her bona fides at this point of being an environmentally a pro, sorry, a pro-environment MP. She she had, she makes her decision, she puts it through the lens of what's an environmentally sound uh, decision as well as economical one. This LRT decision is right in that wheelhouse. And quite frankly, to say that Hamilton wasn't consulted is disingenuous. Catherine McKenna is from uh, Hamilton, if I'm not mistaken, and the ranking... MP here on the ground, uh, Philomena uh, Tasi, who's the Minister of Labor, MP for Hamilton, Ancaster. Uh, she's she was the the one spearheading, the championing it. So to say that oh Hamilton wasn't consulted is a lie. I mean we remember when uh, when Doug Ford cancelled abruptly, cancelled, just withdrew the the funding from it, and he saw uh, uh, councillors just stewing over this angry saying, you know, we weren't consulted. We were plan. we were making plans for this and, and mayor Eisenberger, uh, being, uh, you know, foaming mad that they weren't consulted and that this abruptly happened to them. Um, you know, to, to say like, Oh, people don't want it in, in Hamilton is quite frankly, um, it, it it's, it's uneducated.
1: Well, and how many elections, how many municipal elections do you want to have that are specifically on, uh, LRT? The last election with Vito Scrooge, was he made it a single issue election on LRT and he lost by a big way? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't close. He got hammered. Um, it, it, uh, you know, how many more? How much more consultation do you want than that? No one is under any illusions about what that last election was about. Uh, Hamiltonians voted for it. The, what we have, unfortunately, in Hamilton is is the Liberals' power base is in the suburbs, and the NDP have the downtown area where the LRT is going to go. Well, an honourable or even a a um, not-so-honourable government doesn't just do things because of what what affects its ridings. Um, If it hopes to win maybe some other ridings one day in the more central part of Hamilton, perhaps the investment will pay off. Perhaps it won't. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, You know, and going back to Iverson, I mean, the dumbest thing of all that he says is, well, well, hey, look, uh, Bettina uh, increased his vote at the last election, you know, at the expense of of the NDP. Well, sure, he did in in Stony Creek. um, The NDP didn't really do very well at the last federal election. Um, But if you look at Hamilton as a whole... It is solidly NDP, um, the the central part, and it's not changing anytime soon. And the NDP backs LRT. Uh, You you know, it's just, it is the the very definition definition of short-term, hyper-local politics versus what's actually of interest for the city and of benefit to the whole city Mm -hmm. that can and would utterly transform a downtown that is a... It's not even a provincial disgrace or a local disgrace. It's a national disgrace that Hamilton's downtown is like it is. Uh, because it is a beautiful city that has been dreadfully let down by every level of government for decades on end. We finally got a chance to turn that around. And it's like, please God, let's not miss the opportunity.
0: If if this is if this turns out to be another municipal election uh on LRT, I think the ramifications are gonna be uh, deeper than just LRT, you're going to send a message to anybody who's listening that Hamilton is not ready to be, uh, uh, you know, the the big boy and big girl player that that it, it, it tends to be, um, you know, too often, too often Hamilton com- might compare itself to Toronto or, you know, oh, you know, Toronto has this, and I find that that's, again, that's the problem with a lot of municipalities here in the 905 is we always compare ourselves to Toronto. Everything is, well, We can't, we want to be the small town or we want to be the, you know, the little, the little guy who could, we don't want to be Toronto. Fair enough. I I don't want to be Toronto either, but I'm also accepting the fact that I. Change is inevitable. We have to look to the future and why don't we just decide what we want to be? And part of that would be, yeah, we have to be progressive. We have to start modernizing public transit infrastructure. We have to start thinking about new industries to take root in our cities and in our communities. We need to start looking past these parochial, parochial, you know, suburb, urban center divides, and start thinking of a unified uh, system of government and representation and economic engines. This LRT can be the start. It's not going to be the, the save-all solution, but it's by God, it's a start, and it's a way to just send a message of you know what, Hamilton's here to play. We're here to. We're, we're here to stay and we're gonna we're gonna keep trucking forward you know and i'll
1: say something else about um the people who have opposed lrt most vociferously in Hamilton. um and there's a lot of liberals amongst them and and i i'm familiar with them from my time uh, as a as a liberal volunteer Hazen has never paid for anything <laughs> it's all volunteer based um through my whole time as a liberal volunteer hamilton was just just stood out as being so different from everywhere else I went in that there were these people, um, all male, all on the older side of things, who seemed to just dominate the conversation and seemed to have decided that what they said mattered and what anybody else thought was irrelevant. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have destroyed the Liberal Party in Hamilton. Now, the federal side is not so bad. If you look at the provincial side... Before you know, it was a mess. Before the last provincial election, it was already terrible. We were left with Ted McMeekin as one guy who managed to get reelected at the previous election and actually increase his vote count. Um, a guy who was pro LRT, but who was loathed by many of the other liberals in Hamilton for whatever reason, uh, despite the fact that he had a far, a far more successful career than any of them have ever managed to put together, seeing as they could never get their asses elected. Uh, those guys need to ship out if that party is ever going to be a force in, in, in the city of Hamilton again.
0: Well, not just the, for the, the liberals, but I think there's a, a huge generational change that needs to be just shown the door and let some of the younger the younger generation, the younger, more ambitious, and, and forward-thinking uh, leaders of Hamilton take the reins. Um, as, as Laura mentioned uh, on, on Tuesday's episode, you know, there are just some some counselors on city council and in the in the uh, the halls of power, not just in at city, city hall, but you know just the in, the institutions in Hamilton that need to just walk walk out the door. And ha, ha, you know, just take their take their 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 legacy and walk out the door because there's a new generation that's hungry for change and they're hungry to see uh, a new a new Hamilton emerge. And I, I I applaud them for it. I want I want them to succeed because I think Hamilton has so much to offer. And it's got a great future ahead of it if the people with ambition and imagination start making the decisions.
1: I, I don't believe there could be any city in, in Canada that has, had, has been worse served by its politicians over the over recent decades uh, and it's time time to change that. And LRT just is the, is the symbol for everything connected with that. To turn the page, to get away from these guys who, whatever party they were part of, were not interested in the party or the city, they were interested in themselves. Um, mm. uh, it's not good enough. Uh, we need, yeah, we need new faces uh, to just transform the political scene in Hamilton. Because it is, again, I can't emphasize enough how, diff- how wherever I went as a volunteer in the, when I was p- involved in party politics, I used to enjoy myself. You know, that's why I did it so long. It was fun. Uh, again, no one's paying me. I only did it because I enjoyed it. And every time I went to Hamilton, it was like, "Oh my god, this is like a headache." It's like you're fighting, uh, you're fighting against people who just didn't seem to want to win, um, but just wanted to, uh, you know, but wanted to be the, the, you know, the big man on campus or whatever. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Even, even if they couldn't win an election to save their damn lives, uh, Hamilton deserves better. Boy, and I, you know, I, I, it gives me no pleasure to, to speak about uh people from a party that i used to be part of uh in that way but it's the damn truth and uh uh you know i don't care what party they were in they need to go they need to get out of politics and let Hamilton uh be served by people who have the interests of the city at heart whatever party they're in Mm all righty
0: shall we move on
1: absolutely yeah um Well, you you were uh, were going to give us an update on the situation, um, uh, the latest situation with the uh, Halton Catholic District School Board story.
0: Yes. Uh, Well, it has been quite the – it hasn't even been a month. That's the the strange thing. So uh, where we last left off, uh, uh, loyal listeners probably remember the HCDSB – didn't vote to fly the flag, but they didn't even vote not to fly the flag. They, they, they kind of cowardly skirted the issue by amending the motion so that the, the one piece that was con- controversial and the one piece that people care, actually cared about in their, their decision was removed. And instead we got this kind of wishy washy motion that they're going to increase, uh, uh, education for, staff and executives of the, of the board and put up a, a poster, uh, promoting, uh, pride and LGBTQ plus, uh, something. I don't even know what the, the, really the sign's going to promote. It's just going to promote it, whatever that means. As you can imagine, this did not go over well. <laughs> um, what the, what was interesting though, was, um, shortly thereafter, the largest Catholic school board in the province, the Toronto Catholic District School Board, they took uh, the headlines and, because they were debating pretty much the exact same thing: whether or not they were going to raise the flag. Um, I watched that debate, uh, and we can discuss the the pointlessness of school board council meetings going till one in the morning <laughs> on another episode. But uh, they essentially voted to to raise the flag. They they voted to uh, endorse. Uh, the LGBTQ plus community and Pride Month in, in uh, at Toronto Catholic school boards. Good for them. I applaud them. Way to go. But that, that leads a an issue of Halton Catholic District School Board is, to my knowledge, the only school board this year who has actively not voted uh, to raise the pride flag. We have uh, Thun- uh, Thunder Bay Catholic School Board. Is raising the flag. The Waterloo Catholic School Board is raising the flag, and now Toronto, the largest in the province, is raising the flag, um, which I think puts Halton Catholic in a very awkward position. A lot of parents are capitalizing on this, and they formed a, a group called Halton Parent Allies, uh, who were who weren't going to let this uh, this this matter uh, die down. So they they sent a letter to the director asking him to use his powers to. Uh, to to raise uh, raise the flag, pride flag over Halton Catholic schools, and today they received a uh, uh, sorry they received a response. Alex Power, who we had on uh, a few weeks ago to talk about this, she presented, uh, posted a, a letter to the response to her Twitter feed, and we're just kind of looking at it today. Uh, essentially, I'm I'm not going to read it because it takes too long. But essentially, what it says is the 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 director of education, Pat Daly, is going to not. Uh, use his powers to to raise the flag. He doesn't want to go against the the kind of the, the will of the board. Which I, I kind of get his point of view. It's he is in an awkward position, so I'm not going to chastise him or, or 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 bring him down. It's 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 a tough call for him. Um, well,
1: he can't keep his job. I, I, he can't keep his job and not support the. It's his job to do what the trustees tell him to do. He could quit. Um, but he's not going to do that by the look of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, am not going to. He he has to do what he's told to do, but you only you don't have to work where you work, you know.
0: Yeah, but I, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to chastise him. I'm not going to. I'm I'm not going to denigrate him, for I I don't I don't know what I would do. I clearly the thing is, it does go back to the board because the board sent a clear message. They did not want this flag to fly. Um, um, it, they they could have made the, they could have made the decision to waive it. They could have made the decision explicitly not to waive it. They chose to kind of do this wishy-washy neutral middle approach that did absolutely nothing to please anyone or, or, uh, or, or or solve any issue or take a stance really. And then all it was just ticked off everybody. So, but that's what he's got to do. He says, that's what I have to, that's what I have to, to put forward. I, I think it goes it, it does go back to the board, the trustees. Um they they made this decision. I don't know if they if they if they're aware of the, the what how this looks on the board. I, I don't know I don't I don't know. May, I mean we, if, if uh, they
1: thought they were taking any kind of safe option, uh they were absolutely wrong. I mean maybe twenty years ago that would have been the not the right thing, would have been the wrong thing to do, but it would have been the politically uh, politically correct thing. Let's call yeah, it. Yeah, and the, the way to keep it to out of the newspapers. I mean, the, the astonishing thing when you think about it, well, not astonishing. The wonderful thing when you think about it is that the Ontario's biggest school board has decided, uh, Catholic school board, sorry, has decided to fly the pride flag, and it's basically a non-issue. It hardly has received any coverage, other than amongst those people who are actually interested because of following the Halton story same with waterloo i believe there may be another school coming down the pipeline uh, before the start of june as well um just don't ask me to quote on that because i can't remember which board it is <laughs> um but, but the- yeah i mean they, they have they've created a storm now through their inability to just do the decent thing um that they they could have avoided um it's a matter of you know if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen next year. If it doesn't happen next year, it'll with the year after, uh, with another uh, another group of trustees, perhaps uh, they're going to lose this. It's a matter of when or if, um, and they all they have done is is you know given themselves a day to live in ignominy by their by their poor well, decision making. Let's,
0: let's call it what it is. I mean there there are. Trustees that are standing by this decision. There, are, I know that there are a couple of trustees who have distanced themselves from that decision. They said this isn't. They said so in, in the meeting themselves that this is not what they wanted to do. This is, it wasn't what they wanted to vote on. Um, the the board itself. Now I'm going to say I'm going to single it, like the actual board. The trustees have labeled themselves by default homophobes and bigots, uh, and it's. Not, I'm not going to call the the Halton Catholic District School Board. Uh, staff, Because I'll be honest, the teachers and staff and the students and parents that it, that attended have saved the reputation of the board. Uh, I've written I've written about this um, on, on my blog and, and on the 905 website. And I'm just going to re- reiterate it. The, the staff, I mean, within 24 hours of the decision coming down, schools were tweeting out pro LGBTQ plus affirming messages saying you're, you're welcome in our schools. You, this school is a safe place for you, uh, you know. U- using unequivocal language, it, it was it was blatantly clear they were they wanted to send a message to their to their population, to, to their uh, to their LGBTQ population. It's the the number of pa- like this Halton Parent Allies group that formed in the wake of this decision. The, the students like it, it's. I've never seen where the, like a grassroots movement has indicated. They're they're so opposed to their leadership. Like the the trustees have demonstrated, they're just completely clueless in terms of what that their their constituents want. You know, like I I can't say how they said. Well, you know, they're divided. The staff, the teachers, and the parents and students are not divided on this. They're not. I, I've yet I've yet to see. I don't I don't know where the division is uh, of anyone who's in the in the. Maybe somebody doesn't agree with it, but they're not—they're not forming a group. They're not forming a, a, a movement to do it, uh, to advocate. Um, well, yeah, and we know there
1: are groups out there that are
0: well-funded
1: and vociferous in, in their support of uh, well bigotry. Uh, in essence, it, it, you know, when, when we're talking about um, uh, people like the Campaign uh, Life Coalition and folks like that. Um, uh, and yeah, they've been very quiet, presumably because they can't manage to get the, the the support locally to to make the kind of stink that they would like to make. Um, and I, I think that's that's significant. I mean, there obviously are obviously there's there was not unanimity in Halton on this issue because there's not unanimity in Halton on any issue. Um, but uh, I, I think the tide has turned. You know, and and the the, the director of education kind of gave the imp- uh, impression in his letter to. To the parent group that you know, there's well, you know, opinion is divided. Well, yeah, but not so much. You know, if you tot up the actual submissions, it was about seventy percent in in favor of, uh, of raising the flag. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of totting up the number of letters that get submitted to something because you know, there's all kinds of ways in which those kind of things statistics can get uh, distorted. However, as a, as the only evidence we've got
0: available to us. The raise the flag side won, you know. Um, uh, well, not only did they win, they're still active. I mean, the 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 parents who are advocating for this policy to be changed, or I guess I'm not gonna say changed to be implemented. Let's say let's say let's say just to put a record of policy on the books of you're gonna raise the flag. Um they're 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 active, they're vocal, they are determined, and it's clear they have stat. The you know uh, OECTA, the the teachers union for both the elementary and the secondary units in Halton, wrote letters in support of this policy. Um, their teachers are actively uh, campaigning, I guess you should say, to to show their support for the LGBTQ plus community. As we said, every high school tweeted out uh, positive on their all social media channels a reaffirming message. I'm going to say seventy to eighty percent of elementary schools did the same uh throughout the board so to say oh you know it's it's divided i'm not from what we're seeing not not where we're not from what i'm seeing it's a the in terms of the people who are actually inside the schools the message is clear we want the flag raised
1: and i mean just the the, the final point on this uh we all pay taxes uh to support the public schools um, so, although I, I don't I don't vote for for Catholic school trustees because I'm not part, not considered part of that system, um, my taxes still go to support that that system, uh, and I object very strongly to using my tax dollars to um, uh, well, actually to, to to involve religion in in a public service of any kind at all ever. But I mean that's that that's me. I mean you can't a group of trustees in a local education authority have no business talking about lgbtq plus uh, issues in this day and age they shouldn't even be allowed to i mean do what your job is which is basically to name schools and tick the numbers on the budget and go home you've got no business talking about what people get up to in their private lives uh, about sexuality about gender uh, it's not your business. You do not have the jurisdiction. You do not have the right uh, to to express an opinion on those issues. Uh, I mean, with every day that this kind of thing continues happening, and and again, credit to the to the boards that have gone the other direction, um, because you know, I, I think if you want to keep a Catholic school board system in Ontario, that's the way you're going to have to go because people just
0: are not going to tolerate this any longer. Um, um, but you, you hit the nail on the head right there. People are not going to tolerate this uh, going forward. If you look at any chatter on on message boards on on social media about this, non even even Catholics, the the, the, the conversation is why do we fund this? Why 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 are my tax dollars going towards this debate? Why I suspect uh, as the the momentum is there, if, if Toronto Catholic is voting yes to raise the flag. You have two other boards already there, one, a third one, or sorry, a fourth one, as you as you said, Roland is going to potentially vote and do it as well for Pride Month. the the snowball is The snowball is rolling down the hill, folks. It is yeah. picking up speed. It is the momentum is there. Other boards are now. The other boards are probably going to start doing the same. Um, and quite frankly, Halton Catholic trustees have put this asterisk next to each of their names, of yeah, you, you, you actively took a stance against this. You're, you're, you're right now you're showing you're on the wrong side of history. You're on the wrong side of this debate. And you know, you, it's sad because you know, the majority of the, of the trustees think, oh, well the votes decided we're, we'll move on from this. It's not moved on. The, the, you, nobody's going to let you move on from this. No. You, you, you've, you're you just, all you've done, the more you dig your, your hand, your, your heels into the sand, the more you get labeled as bigots and homophobes. Uh, and that's, that's a, that's a, unfortunately, that's a title that is hard to shake these days.
1: Yeah. And and it, it, it's, this is the only thing this school board will ever be known for now. I don't know what other good things they've done. We had, uh, we had the chair on the other week. He was, uh, literally very impressed by the things he had to say, um, uh, on the subject we were discussing then, but no one's going to remember that sadly, no, because this no. will be the issue. Um, just as for the previous Halton school board, the issue was was uh, um, charitable donations yes. that had any link to which you were involved with, or which had any link to uh, uh, abortion. Again, it was a complete nonsense issue that they had no business getting involved in. Um, you know, so so Halton has has done this again and again. We thought, I think we all thought that this was a the, a better
0: the, board. Um, do you want to? Do you know what the? Do you want to know what the irony is, Roland? Is that the trustees who are who are making a stink out of this? The the trustees who are who are blocking progress in this fashion think that they're doing this too, and they're going to preserve Catholic education in this province. They are doing the exact opposite. What they're doing is they're sending a message to everyone else in the province who doesn't want Catholic education. They want a one one single funded school board for all Catholics, Protestants, Jews, Muslim, atheists, all of us go to one school board, one funded school board, that model, they're, they're feeding into that argument and there's, there's no other side to it. We, we've discussed it. There's no, oh, the constitution says it. No, Ontario and Alberta are the only provinces that, that allow this. There's a way, there are ways out of this, the political, if this is going to be used as, as an example Eventually, some politician who needs to make a name or needs to make a single-issue election will use Halton Catholic School Board as the example of "We need to do away with this. We, we can't. We can't allow bigots and homophobes to uh, have the microphone and use tax dollars to promote uh, to promote promote this this crap."
1: It, it, it yeah yeah. I, mean, I think um, it's absolutely absolutely the case that this this is really a gift to the people who would like to abolish the Catholic school boards. I mean, it, it's, Absolutely. it's it's a horrible gift because it's, it's such a, a sort of disgrace of an issue to even be discussing in, in 2021. However, it is a gift politically is a total gift because it's like, if you want to explain why you want to get rid of these schools,
0: there you are. Well, well, here's the thing, Ron. I mean, I, my child goes to the Halton Catholic school system. I am a graduate of the Halton Catholic school system. Um, I volunteer in the Halton Catholic school system. Um, And I myself, well, by definition, am a Catholic. Uh, When people ask me to defend it, defend this, the two systems, education system that we have now, I can't, I honestly can't, I cannot, I cannot for the life of me find a rational argument to say, yeah, we, we should, we should keep this. This is good Um, because I, I, I can't. You know, you can't justify it with the fact that yeah, I'm, I, I, I believe the flag should be waving. It's not an it's a non issue for me. The flag should be waving over every school during Pride Pride Month, uh, separate and uh and public because that's especially in high school. That's when you're coming into your own. You're 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 learning who you are. You're you're learning your own sexuality and your own your own voice and your own who you are, and it's scary. It's scary. And you need, you need just those symbols of affirmation of, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay here. I walk through these doors of this school. I'm going to be okay. Cause you, you might not be, you might not be wearing it on your shoulder. You might be curious, be confused yourself, but you need to know I'm going to be okay if I walk in these doors. And you know, the, 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 the Catholic is, is, sending out very mixed signals on this front, uh, unfortunately. And I think time will tell they're in the wrong
1: absolutely let's leave it there for for this week um thanks everybody for for tuning in uh well not tuning in downloading today and uh we'll be back next week and we'll be having more i know on this story uh very soon it's not one that we're going to be letting go of either thanks everybody and bye for now bye-bye <laughs>